eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. It's the post-game edition as you're uh, in the wee hours or waking up on a Tuesday morning to a devastating loss to the Browns, not only on the scoreboard at 26-22, but the news that Nick Chubb is done for the season and who knows how much more. Uh, there could be to that. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, uh, thoughts on Nick Chubb first before we get into the game. Yeah, source tells me that uh, Chubb uh, is feared to have torn multiple ligaments in his left knee, uh, and his season, in fact, is over. Um, the Browns will uh, get official word on that on uh, later in the day on Tuesday. But yeah, I mean, he is the heart and soul of this football team, and uh, that was a tremendous loss. Difficult to watch, obviously, but just as someone who has covered Nick Chubb since the Browns drafted him uh, in the second round, um, just he is a, just a, a quiet guy that goes about his business and you know plays the game extremely well uh, at a high level, and uh, so a devastating blow. Uh, for the Cleveland Browns to lose him uh, for the season. It, it's, you know, uh, the mood in the locker room is, you know, football life does go on, even though everyone is uh, thinking and praying for Chubb. Uh, but it's just hard not to feel like that the loss of him hung over this team all night. And, um, and so they're going to have to find a way now uh, because Chubb is a major component to this offense. Uh, that Kevin Stefanski runs, and it kind of felt like they were still trying to run that offense uh, at times, but without Chubb on the field. They were trying to run things uh, for Pearson and uh, and for Ford. And, uh, you know, Ford did a nice job. Obviously, Pearson did too, uh, scoring that touchdown. But 
yeah, it, it is a tremendous loss for the Cleveland Browns. And, and uh, of all the nightmarish Steeler-Browns games I have covered here in Pittsburgh, this, this might be the worst one. Well, I mean, it all started off with a pick six, you know, just to play into the game. And it was a bad omen going into this thing. And and by the way, throughout the night, Daryl, I mean, how many different defensive players for the Browns did we see go down? Zadari Smith out and then came back. Denzel Ward, we were wondering if he was going to come back into the game. I mean, every time you turned around, it looked like somebody was getting hurt. Yeah, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, excuse yep. me, got you know, lost for the game to a chest injury. It was a brutally physical game, no no question about it. Greg Newsom told me after the game he's okay. Hyper extended his shoulder. Uh, Denzel Ward was dealing with some cramping issues. Um, but, yeah, this this was just a, a, a very tough physical game and, uh, again, a, a brutal loss for the Browns because when you think about it, Andy, uh, the Steelers didn't run a single play in the red zone. No, none. They got one pass that went through the red zone, and that was it. And by the way, that's the lone touchdown the defense has given. I, I really feel bad for the defense because when you look at the numbers over the last two weeks, the defense has done everything to win both these games. And the and the offense it just – I mean, you can't have four turnovers and you right. can't have a pick six and a scoop and a score. Yeah, and, um, you know, the, Deshaun Watson's letting them down. I mean, there, there's just no other way to put it. Um uh, you you can't pay a guy two hundred and thirty million dollars and give up six draft picks, including three first rounders, for performances like this. You you just you can't. He had the ball at the at midfield, less than two minutes to play. Right, the dream scenario that you're you're talking about. You're down four, and he could do nothing with it. Right, they had no they had no solution for T.J. Watt. They had no solution for uh, Alex Highsmith. Um, and I mean th- those two basically wrecked the game. Uh, off, you know, when it comes uh, to the the Steelers' defense versus the Browns' offense, and um, you know, Watson's got to get it together here. There's just no other way to put it. Like now that they've lost Nick Chubb, right? It is on Deshaun Watson now to carry this team, and he's going to have to carry this team. And the way he played Monday night doesn't cut it. Just does not cut it. It's not acceptable. Um, he 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 missed throws all night long. Um, he, he just, he still looks off. And again, there, there's no, you had a whole off season, to get things right. And that's all we heard about. And to come in here. And I know this is a tough place to play, but to just not get it done again, um, it, at some point, the excuses have to end. And at some point he needs to start performing at the level he's being paid. And at the level that the reason he was acquired was because he's expected to perform at, and he's just he didn't do it Monday night, and it was really really disappointing. Um, I, I the other part of this game that's super interesting is is that there were six sacks in this game, and normally you would say, well, let's look at the offensive line, and instead of extending plays, it seemed like Deshaun extended time to get a sack in. I yeah. mean that that that's the hard part because you're you're looking at the offensive line going, okay, did they let him down? I'm looking at six stats, six that six sacks in the stats at the end of the game. But, I mean, how many of those were because Deshaun didn't throw the ball out of bounds to see right. another play? And, you know, it's it reminds me a little bit. And I, I mean, I know no one's going to want to hear this, but when Baker Mayfield had his first year, there were a lot of those Baker Mayfield plays that were like that. And then Kevin Stefanski kind of reeled him in. But you're not paying Deshaun Watson to be reeled in. 
yeah. you're paying him to extend plays. And the problem here is, I, I it's just it, it's a problem. And I, I just I can't tell you how many times I looked at the TV and said, throw the ball away, throw it away. You have an opportunity. But Jamal White, who I was sitting with, the former Browns running back, as we watched the whole game together, he's like, that's not what you're paying him for. You're paying him for to extending plays. So it, you're going to have to live with it. Well, it's the cost of doing business. Remember, in Houston, he was one of the most sacked quarterbacks, and and a lot of those sacks were the result of extending plays, right? Um, they weren't the traditional get the quarterback stuck in the pocket and drop him uh, type of sack. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just uh, – Deshaun's got to start playing better. He he ha- he And he did mention that after the game. Uh, he does realize that, uh, you know, he's, he's not been good enough, and – I mean, it, it starts next week against Tennessee. He's got to bring it, Andy. Like I, I, I and I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, it's starting to creep into my head that maybe he won't. Like you know, and again, I, I realize it's only week two. There's a lot of football to be played, but it's hard not to think in those terms because again, he had the ball at midfield, was not playing well, with two minutes to play, and still had a chance to win the game, and he couldn't get it done. The other thing too is, is I, I you know. And he tried to explain it after game. I asked him about the face mask penalties. And his explanation is his hands just were getting caught in face masks. He's trying to stiff arm. He's trying to get guys off of him. And he just and he did acknowledge he has to do a better job maybe of using his palm more and not grabbing, but just using his palm more to stiff arm better or whatnot. But um, the scene in front of the Steelers' sideline wasn't good uh, after uh, he threw the linebacker uh, out of bounds late, got flagged for that had a conversation with the official. He was barking at the Steelers' sideline as well. Uh, look, l- let's be honest about it. Deshaun Watson's probably not liked all that much around the NFL, right? Guys are probably going to give him, you know, they're probably giving him except a for the, Except for the quarterbacks who are getting paid more since his contract. They're the only right. ones who probably really like him. But Right, but you you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Uh, you know, he, he just – it just doesn't seem like he's dealing with adversity very well right now. And, again – this is what the Browns are paying you for. This is why they brought you here, so you can be a transcendent player. And um, and again, I'm giving him the mulligans of the the circumstances that he uh, himself put himself in last year, plus uh, you know uh, week one with the weather. But like the weather was perfect uh, Monday night. There was not an issue here in Pittsburgh with the weather. And um, he's just. I just think at some point it's reasonable for Browns fans to expect him to start playing like a transcendent player. I just, I think that's what it boils down to. And this was a, a this was a game the Browns should have won. This is a game that in, in some ways they needed to win, uh, especially losing Nick Chum. But now like it falls on him. Let's Andy, it falls on him now. Yeah. I don't think I, this I, offense. I, yeah. I hear exactly what you're saying. I think you're hundred percent right. So there are two more topics I want to get into on our post game report here. Again, the Browns lose. 26 to 22 and Daryl the final play of the game the final offensive play of the game for the Browns appeared to be pass interference in probably 99 out of 100 situations with the exception of maybe the official thought the ball was uncatchable but I think you're supposed to go like that and put your hand over your head if you're going to do that the bottom line is and I know a lot of people are going to complain about that play you had an entire game to not be in that position on fourth down Hundred percent, and uh, that call did not. That non-call, I should say, didn't lose the Browns the game. The face mask that uh, the uh, uh, Deshaun got face masked that didn't get called. You know that didn't lose the Browns. Look, the, the officiating wasn't great Monday night. 
that's not why the Browns lost. They lost because they turned it over four times. They lost because they gave up, uh, uh, you know, two defensive touchdowns to the Pittsburgh Steelers um, on the first play. And then, of course, uh, the, the strip sack that T.J. Watt was able to scoop up and uh, score on. So, um, yeah, big play, big spot, big no call. But that's not why the Cleveland Browns lost this game today. All right, so answer the question that I think I'm sure Twitter was a flutter about this, or X was uh, X marking the spot on this. Kareem Hunt, like I, it was endless what I was saying. I'm like, Kareem Hunt's not coming back to this team. There's just I don't see it unless no. you do. I think you'd almost be better off trying to trade a seventh round pick and get Dearness Johnson back here if that's what you really wanted to do. He's only has two carries right now so far yeah. this season, and Jacksonville's barely using him. I think your odds of that would be better, especially because he's probably in better shape. I, I, I shouldn't say that. I don't know what kind of shape Kareem Hunt's in, but the Browns didn't want him. They had a chance to bring him back. They didn't do it before. What makes you think they're going to do it now? I I agree with you. I don't see them bringing back Kareem Hunt. Uh, I could see them bringing in, obviously, another running back for for depth uh, purposes or whatnot, but they have a lot of confidence in Jerome Ford, and let's give Jerome Ford his props. Yeah. You know, big run, over 100 yards rushing, stepping in there, great job there. Mari Cooper, too. I didn't, think he was gonna, growing, yeah. didn't think he was going to play, and he had himself a night. So uh, in this very ugly loss, a, a couple of, uh, you know, silver lining bright spots there. But, man, this is, this, like I said, this I've covered a lot of brutal Browns losses in, in, in this building. And, uh, you know, I, I think the day this place gets raised, there should be a parade in Cleveland. Because, <laughs> the, I mean, this stadium is a house of horrors for the Cleveland Browns. And of all the losses that I've covered here that have been brutal, this might be the worst. All right, let's leave it at that. That's the post-game reaction from Daryl and I. Uh, we will have another podcast coming up here, two more podcasts this week as the Browns on a short week get ready for Tennessee. It's always game day in Cleveland.